And welcome to Hall Ball, a Seton Hall men's basketball podcast by the fans for the fans. My name is Anthony and I will be hosting this podcast. Before we dive into the preview of tonight's Seton Hall at Georgetown contest, I want to share with the listeners a little bit about my background and where my love for Seton Hall men's basketball came from. My grandfather has been a season ticket holder since the early 1980s. Ever since I can remember, I've been going to games with him. When I was in college, I interned with the Seton Hall Athletic Department under current athletic director Brian Felt when he was heading Pirate Blue. When I graduated college, I took after my grandfather and became a Seton Hall season ticket holder myself. So we have more time in the future to dive into my favorite players, uh, some of the best Seton Hall games I've attended, and we will definitely try to interact with listeners and other fans. That's going to be the point of this podcast. But for tonight, again, we want to look into the Seton Hall versus Georgetown matchup. The game's going to be tipping off at 5.30 p.m. Eastern time on the CBS Sports Network. The current Vegas line is Seton Hall as a four-point favorite on the road against Georgetown. Since coming off of the COVID break, Georgetown has looked like a completely different team. They beat Providence at home by a point. They won impressively at Creighton on the road. And they beat Butler as well at home. They also played a very tight contest. On Super Bowl Sunday against Villanova, which was really a wire-to-wire game in Philadelphia. Villanova pulled away with the victory, but Georgetown did look very impressive in the outing. Georgetown has been led by senior Javon Blair, averaging 17 points per game. Senior Jamaro Pickett, who's averaging 12.3 points per game and 8.5 rebounds. And the underclassman, Kudus Wahab, who's averaging 11.8 points per game and 7.9 rebounds. Wahab is, is arguably the most impactful player on the Hoyas. In the first meeting with Seton Hall and Georgetown, Ike Obiagu was really able to slow Wahab down. Even though he did score 16 points, Ike was able to block a ton of shots and really make life difficult on Wahab and the rest of the Hoyas who were driving down low around the basket. That first meeting with Seton Hall and Georgetown on December 23rd, the Pirates walked away with an 11-point victory. Seton Hall had huge games from Jared Roden with 26 points per game and Miles Kale with 30 points. And as we stated earlier, they had a huge defensive effort from Ike Biago, which in my opinion was definitely the difference in the game. Now, going back to that game, Sandro Mamukalajvili only had two points for the Pirates, which that's not going to happen too often. The potential all-Big East player dominated down the stretch when Seton Hall needed him last game against the Paul. Obviously, that game was extremely ugly, so we don't want to go back and dive into it. But on this podcast, we will break down preview and then go back and break down other games as well. But in terms of that DePaul game, as all the fans know, it was ugly. It was hard to watch once, so I did not go back and watch it again. But when Seton Hall needed him down the stretch, the senior came up huge for the Pirates. He dominated. He took over. Now, if you're the best player in the league, that's what you have to do. In terms of tonight's game, though... It's unreasonable to expect Jared and Kale to both have 26 and 30-point outings. What you're looking for in this game is more of a balanced scoring attack from the Pirates. You can't expect Sandro to only have two points again. I think you're going to get a big effort from Sandro and more or less have a a balanced scoring attack from the Pirates. We don't know the status of Bryce Aiken currently for Seton Hall. Now my take on Bryce, obviously the team, in my opinion, is a lot better with him on the floor. The ball movement's a lot better. Bryce is a great foul shooter, and obviously he's shown the ability to hit the three from way deep. 
But the thing with Aiken, again, it's not even if he's making shots. It's just in terms of the ball movement and how he creates for the other guys on the floor. He's fast. He's able to break down the defense. He can get to the rim, which creates easier shots for your guys in the wing like Kale and Roden. Now, before this this last few stretch of the two games without Bryce, you had some of your better outings from from Miles Kale in terms of points scored and knocking down the three ball. And you have to contribute that as well just to – the ball movement and what Aiken is able to do in terms of drawing multiple defenders. Now, if you look at the last two games, Seton Hall's three-point shooting has been poor. It's it's not unreasonable to make the determination that with Aiken out and the ball really sticking on the floor with some of the other players that we have, that that's contributing to some of the lack of good opportunities for the other Pirates. Now, looking at tonight's game, again... Wahab, Blair, and Pickett are going to be your main three factors for Georgetown. Georgetown really looks to run the offense for Kudus Wahab, which, in my opinion, this game is a good matchup for Seton Hall because it's not like your Villanova or your Creighton game where you have to kind of take Ike off the floor for an extended time because of personnel that the other team have. Georgetown has a traditional center, just like Seton Hall has in Ike. You're not playing a Villanova or Creighton that has a stretch four really playing the five who's going to come out and knock down threes, which then extends Ike out of the block to the three-point line. So looking at this game, in my opinion, this is a really good matchup for the Pirates. Georgetown has played extremely well, though, coming off the COVID break. They've been really tough at home. They've been tough on the road as well. They played Villanova tight, and they won at Creighton, which is not an easy feat. Obviously, look at what happened when Seton Hall went to Creighton earlier in the year. But... If this is a senior-led team that wants to make the NCAA tournament, which Seton Hall is, you have to win this game. Seton Hall, if you're looking at their resume, they really have no bad losses. They don't. But they don't have any big top 25 wins. So if you want to make the tournament, you have to take care of business, beat the teams you're supposed to beat, and hopefully down the road, Seton Hall will have the opportunity to pick up some more quad one wins. They have some quad one wins. But they don't have that big wow win, which where at Villanova, who was ranked number third at the t- number three at the time, that would have been one of your big statement wins on your resume. Seton Hall is lacking that, so you can't afford to drop games against lesser teams. And to Seton Hall's credit, against the Paul, they played awful, but they still found a way to win. And that's the key. As long as Seton Hall is able to go and get the win, that's all that matters. They're going to need a balanced scoring attack. With Kale, Roden, and Sandro, and they are going to need Ike to be able to slow down Wahab down low. If the Pirates can do that and get solid point guard play, obviously we don't know the status of Bryce Aiken, but what we do know is that you're going to have senior Shavar Reynolds in the lineup who's been solid for the hall. He knocks down shots, and he's been a great defender for Seton Hall the last two years. So you're going to have Shavar who's solid, but his backup is obviously untested freshman Jahari Long. And now part of this is because of COVID. Seton Hall had that COVID break earlier in the year, which Coach Willard said hurt Long's development. And obviously the other part is just a lack, lack of non-conference schedule. I mean, they didn't really have opportunities to get Long into many games. But as of right now, he's asked to step in and play meaningful minutes in Big East play as a backup point guard. Now, if he does what he did against the Paul, doesn't really turn the ball over, you know, scores two points, that's that's great. But he cannot afford he cannot afford to do what he did the game before where he's on the floor and he looks lost and is turning the ball over left and right. We just need him to be able to bring the ball up and get the others involved in the offense. So 
I would say more than likely that you're going to have Bryce Eakin out. Coach Willard seems to be more cautious with his injured guys, especially with Aiken. And he knows that we're going to need Aiken down the stretch if we're going to do anything in the NCAA tournament or even get to the NCAA tournament. So I have a feeling more than likely that Coach is confident in the rest of the personnel to be able to get this win. As much as I want to see Bryce Aiken on the floor, and I do personally think we're going to need him tonight because I do think Georgetown is tough, I'm going to say more than likely you probably won't see Bryce back until we play Connecticut. But with that being said, let's look around the rest of the Big East. You have a few games today on February 20th. 1 o'clock, you have Villanova at home against Connecticut, which is actually a huge game in the standings. If you're looking in terms of Seton Hall and Connecticut, Seton Hall sitting in third place in the conference right now at 10-5. and five. You have Connecticut in fourth at 7-5. and five. Seton Hall meets up with Connecticut um, in two weeks, not this Wednesday coming up, the Wednesday after at home, which is obviously going to be a big game. And Connecticut is a completely different team with James Booknight on the floor. James Booknight is undoubtedly going to be an NBA player. He'll more than likely be going in this draft in the first round. He is an absolute stud and a complete game changer for Connecticut. I do expect Villanova to bounce back. And home, they haven't looked that great since coming off of their COVID break, which, again, that was a missed opportunity for us. We, we really should have had that game at Villanova. We, in my opinion, we, we had it won. I thought we played really well. Um, for a team coming off of their first – coming off of their COVID break and that being their first game, I thought Villanova played extremely well that game. But we played well as well, and it was just a missed opportunity for us. But it's a huge game for both teams, for Nova and for Connecticut. UConn is still, like Seton Hall, trying to establish themselves as a guaranteed NCAA tournament team. Picking up a win on the road against Villanova definitely helps UConn get into the field. And now, arguably the hottest team in the Big East, St. John's, plays tonight at home against DePaul. Another big game for the Johnnies. They look like a completely different team. Um, These last... Five, six games. Posh Alexander really does not look like a freshman on the floor for St. John's. Him, Champagny, St. John's has some absolute studs on their team. Good young players. Um, but again, it's exciting for the Big East. You want your team, Seton Hall, UConn, Nova. You want your old Big East traditional teams to be good. And again, this is important for Seton Hall as well because St. John's is right there. Fifth in the standings, eight and seven in the conference. And Seton Hall still has to play Connecticut, at home and at St. John's. And let me tell you, this St. John's team that Seton Hall is going to play on the road, completely different team from who Seton Hall played earlier in the year. They have a lot of guys who are going into their roles, and they they look like a fringe NCAA tournament team. And, and who knows, that could, that could maybe be an elimination game in terms of getting into the NCAA tournament down the stretch. But we're not there yet. So we need to focus on tonight's game. Again, the keys for Seton Hall... You need Ike to establish himself down low. Balanced scoring attack from Sandro, Kale, and Jared. And hopefully Seton Hall walks out with the victory. Um, What to expect on the podcast moving forward. So what we're looking to do here is we're going to do a preview and a breakdown of every game. It's going to be, like I said, by the fans, for the fans. We're going to try to get some fan interaction. Um, In the summer, once the season is over, we will cover recruiting things like that. I uh, try to line up some guests. Like I said, um, I do. I did work um, within the Seton Hall Athletic Department as an intern. So 
I do know some people. Um, I have some connections to some players as well who recently graduated. So hopefully we can get some of them on. Um, but for right now, what we want to focus on for this year is just talking, previewing the games. We'll get on uh, a few days after the games, do a breakdown. The previews won't be as long of a podcast as a breakdown. The previews just a little something to get you ready to go. Um, you know, to listen to it before the game. So in terms of the the podcasts that are, that are going to be after the game, breaking them down, what I'm going to do is I'll watch the game again before we get on here, um, really dissect things, also listen to the Kevin Willard pre- and post-game interviews with Gary Cohen, which are always good. That way we can get some more insight, hopefully, on the uh, Bryce Aiken injury, which as of now, the good news that we know is there's no new knee damage. It's just tendonitis, which more or less is just managing the pain. So I would expect to see Bryce back on the floor at some point, but like we said, who knows when. But that's what you can expect from this podcast. Next season, when we have fans back at the Prudential Center, as I stated earlier, I'm a season ticket holder. I go to every game. I go with a group of guys. We'll get more people on, give different insights, have you know a little back and forth. People have different opinions on uh, what happened, a little you know arguing here and there. Um, but on the breakdown, you can expect we're going to talk about, you know, Seton Hall in terms of uh, offense. We'll look at sets that they're running. We'll break down the coaching. We'll break down everything. We'll break down the coaching on Seton Hall side, the coaching on the opposing team side, and obviously the players' performances as well. Can't see it enough how big of a game this is for the Pirates. Losing tonight or at the Paul, in my opinion, would be like Seton Hall losing at the Paul. Back in 2011-2012, I think it would be a completely crippling loss for the team. And a loss like this, we cannot afford it. It would put us out of the NCAA tournament for sure. So, pretty simple. Beat the teams you're supposed to beat, and that's what Seton Hall has done so far. As we stated earlier, the DePaul game was completely ugly. But your senior leader took over down the stretch and got you the win. Can Seton Hall do it again on the road against Georgetown? I'm going to say yes, they can. But... We'll see. We're going to need a big game from our seniors. And I have a feeling that Coach Willard has his team clicking, though, right now. I know the offense hasn't looked great the last few games. But the defensive adjustment after the Creighton and Villanova losses, the defensive effort and energy has been really impressive from the team. And if they continue to play defense, that's going to put you in a great position to win games. Now, the three-point shooting has been off of the last two games. Obviously, hopefully that steps up. Against the Paul, frankly, last game I was hoping they would just stop shooting threes and just let Sandro go to work down low. So we need again. We're gonna need we're gonna need a, a big game from Sandro. He had two points the last time Seton Hall played Georgetown. That's not happening again tonight. So my prediction again: I think Seton Hall squeaks out with the victory. It's gonna be a close game. When Vegas sets a line, it's it's usually pretty accurate. So like they said, they think Seton Hall is gonna win by about four points. That's where the line set. I tend to agree with them. I think it's gonna be a tight game. No matter what happens, though, as long as Seton Hall walks away with a win, at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for. So with that being said, let's go Pirates.